Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you your family and work can thrive. My name's Marina Pearson and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling and full of joy. And today I've got some amazing news. You can now order your very own version of the Joy of Being book, supporting hardworking mums to stress less and live more. If you're the type of mum who is struggling with the burdens of motherhood or modern day life, then this will be a perfect book for you. If you're curious, you want to know more and you want to see what's up with that book, you can do so at www.marinapearson.com slash book. And on today's show, I am interviewing the wonderful Rita Shufford. She's a licensed psychologist and certifies practitioner of the three principles. And she met Sydney Banks in 1977. For 35 years, Dr. Shufford has been a student and a teacher of the three principles of mind, thought and consciousness. She has worked in a variety of settings, including schools, hospitals and community and private mental health clinics. She's been director of clinical services in three clinics in Florida and Hawaii. She has mentored, provided training and supervised many colleagues and fellow students. And she's the founder and CEO of Three Principles Hawaii. She's also past president and co-founder of Turning Corners Group, LLC. Um, and she is an amazing woman. I connected with her in LA at a State of Mind conference, and I immediately connected with her story. Just like me, she had known that there was a truth, but she hadn't bumped across it yet. And so as a result, she kept looking until she discovered what we now know as the three principles. And on today, we talked about how we can embrace uncertainty and how when we do, there is such freedom in the unknown. Because if we don't know, we're not supposed to know. And if we haven't made a decision, it's because we're not supposed to yet. And she had such wonderful stories and examples of where this is true. And what I really got from the conversation is we can just relax. We don't need to figure things out. We can actually be in the moment and know that at some point the answer will come to us. And if it hasn't done already, it's because it's not supposed to yet. So if you're ruminating over the decision that you need to make and don't know what decision that might be, if you're sitting in self-doubt, if you are in a huge transition at the moment and feeling a lot of fear and uncertainty, then this is going to be an amazing episode for you just to kind of go back into that beautiful feeling and realize you don't need to figure it out. Enjoy. So welcome, everybody. I am so excited to be interviewing Rita Shufford. I met her recently at the conference I was at in LA, something called the 3PGC. Now, if you've been listening to any of the episodes, you'll know that uh, I often refer to, or the guests often refer to, to something called the three principles, Um, a life-changing understanding that helps us see what is actually really creating our experience as opposed to what we think is. Welcome, Rita. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. So Rita, I'd love I'd love us to start with your I know like your journey. I know you said you've been around for a long time, right? But I'd love to understand a little bit about, you know, 
where you were when you first discovered these three principles um, and what you've seen in terms of how it's helped you to really dance in the unknown in times of uncertainty and what's really helped. So kind of over to you, really. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, very fortunately, I considered it, it uh, that Jews has been 40 some years ago that I've always been in the helping profession, you know, mental health, uh, counseling, always had a certain um, heart for that, mm. a draw, kind of almost like a calling, you know, to be able to help people. And, uh, and that's what I've done, you know, through the years. And somewhere in the mid-70s, uh, I was running a juvenile delinquency prevention program in Eugene, Oregon, where I lived and, and had the opportunity to come in contact with a lot of different approaches to helping people. And I, I always saw potential in people. You might say the good in people <clears throat> just because I did, you know, I maybe came into life that way. My parents were very uh, helpful to people. You know, anyway, I was also interested in understanding myself, you know, as well as others and, and what it takes to, to be happy, to have peace of mind, uh, to have good relationships. Right. And uh, so it was fun for me to be able to explore different theories and approaches to how to do that. And my interest was more along the lines of human potential, because again, I could see that in people. And, uh, and so I would apply anything that I was learning about to myself. And if it was helping me, I thought, okay, there must be something here that could help someone else. So that was kind of my common sense way of going about it, certain intuition, right? And, uh, and so I would explore different theories. And, but at some point, I did not seem to sustain people. Mm. You know, it was like it was a theory. Mm. And it, there wasn't a certain depth to it that I began to realize was missing for me that there was a missing link. I called it the missing link. And uh, and the way it looked to me was that all the theories that we have that are there to try to help people, all these approaches to help people were like pieces of the pie, right? And the center of the pie was the human being, right? Mm -hmm. So all these theories were trying to help us see how to live a healthier, happier, more productive life in some way. And so after a while, I began to intuitively realize there was a missing link. You know, it had to be more simple than all of these theories. And as, as well as they were intended to help people, it seemed like it was just patchwork somehow. Hmm. And that, that what we needed to discover, what I was looking for, was something that was more simple more direct, like how can I as a counselor draw out that, you could call it the health in people that I could see, that potential I could see in people's eyes. And I was very fortunate that I came across a cassette tape via a friend that was called The Missing Link. Mm, a cassette now, tape. <laughs> a cassette tape. Now, for those of you who don't know what a cassette tape is. <laughs> I know, I know, the old days, right? But given that we're looking at 
you know, hanging out in the unknown in a way, right? When I came to this realization myself that there was, there was some missing link here that if we could see it, it would simplify our understanding of ourselves and others and life, right? And that I would know it. I, I knew somehow I would n- know when I had found that. I love that, Rita. Like, I so yeah. resonate with your story. And I think, yeah, I, I thought it was you that had shared this on stage because I felt exactly the same way. Yeah. I felt, yeah, like, you can't explain it, but you did. It. Yeah. And yeah. I but it was a truth that mm-hmm. I hadn't come across yet. Yes. But that somehow when I did, I would know. Yes. And isn't that a beautiful thing? That there's that, what you might call intuition or wisdom already in us, built into us, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, that, that was my guide, right? Now, really for about nine months, I took a leave of absence from my job and trying to decide if I was going to go and get my doctorate at the University of Oregon, where I had received my master's degree. and. But my main goal was to to find the missing link. And so at that point, I knew it wasn't anything I had come across, not that they weren't trying to help people. And I knew it wasn't some practice I needed to be doing or some technique I needed to apply to myself. But I didn't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just knew I would recognize it when I found it, right? You know, it's so funny, Rita, because when I'm hearing you speak, kind of the image I got was all these books I was reading, right? Yeah. And turning to the exercise page of these books, I never did them. Like, now it's time to do the exercise. And I I was like, no, I don't want to do the exercise. I just want to sort of read the book. And then I found myself beating myself up about that. Yeah. But actually, what I hadn't seen up until this very moment was actually that was wisdom sharing. Hey, you don't need to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, we don't, we're kind of following our nose or our feeling, our gut, our, you know, and, and for me, that meant that I just, I really just hung out a lot in my apartment or in my community, just open, but not knowing I hadn't found what I was looking for and uh, attended a few courses at the university, partly to see, did I really wanted to go back and get my doctorate or not? Again, I didn't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the, the thing about not knowing is that it's a simple truth at the time. Mm. So common sense is if I don't know something, that means there's nothing to think about. Be open to it. Like I was very open and very confident that I would recognize the missing link that I knew somehow was the truth that we hadn't un- uncovered, so to speak. And, uh, mm. and that there wasn't anything for me to do because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> So, you know, it's so funny how, how timing happens. Wisdom shows up. A friend of mine put a post on Facebook that said, um, I don't know what the how is, but it's okay because I don't need to know. And I, I just, uh-huh. we don't need to know. 
And, and it's okay for us not to know. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have, have a lot of <laughs> training and education right, and, and, to know, right? and people telling us, <laughs> right. I'm innocently, I see it as, you know, people trying to be helpful, yeah. but that we need to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Right. And that we need to, we need to do something. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and things come to mind again, common sense, like it occurred to me to, go to a class here and there, go to a pre-doctoral class to kind of explore, did I want to get my doctorate? And when they asked me what I wanted to do, you know, what was my goal? (laughs) I wrote down to find the common denominators in psychology, the missing link. Beautiful. Right. I just, you know, that's, that was my mindset, you might say. And, and the professor who was a, a colleague, a friend in the community I'd worked with and, he just, he looked at me and he kind of shook his head and he says, they've been trying to find that for over a hundred years. And it's kind of like, who do you think you are? (laughs) And good luck. Good luck. He said, good luck, you know? So, but I just, again, that intuition, I couldn't deny, I knew there was something. And again, fortunately, colleague of mine had told me about these cassette tapes he'd used in a class were from Sydney Banks. I didn't know who that was, but that information. And again, here, here's another, uh, in the unknown, everything exists in the unknown, right? Everything it's, Mm -hmm. it's the spiritual intelligence of life, so to speak. And I, you know, I'm in this kind of unknown spot and five, nine months, after I had gotten this little piece of information about that tape, right? Didn't think about it. Didn't occur to me until, and we could say this is the divine guidance, the divine intelligence, until I had gone ahead and applied for and gotten into the doctoral program, okay? Which was really my biggest hesitation. Did I really want to do that? I'll let work, da, 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 da. And, but then I finally made the decision. Right. And I thought, again, common sense. Well, just put in your application. If you get in, you do. If you don't, you don't. Right. Mm. Got in. Really thank to some friends, I think. but Because <laughs> it was very last minute. And uh, and then a couple of weeks later, because I'm still, you know, in the back of my mind, this is about me finding the missing link, knowing I would and feeling I was getting closer to it, but not... <laughs> But not knowing what that meant. It was Again, it's like you can, there's some, I'm, I'm getting closer to it. I don't know what that means, right? So anyhow, I, a uh, couple weeks after I got accepted into the doctoral program, out of the blue, I remember, I don't know, you know, again, why it, it had to happen then, it had to happen then. I remembered that there were some tapes that my friend had told me about. That And he'd been out of town for nine months. They were at the university bookstore. And I didn't know if they were still there. They were for a class that he hadn't taught in nine months. So I do. I go over there. And they have a couple of tapes left. And one of them is called The Missing Link. <laughs> now, even then, you know, because you don't know. Right. But yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, oh, oh, sure. Well, let me, geez, that's what I'm looking for. But I don't have any expectation that this little cassette tape is going to be the moment 
a penny drops for me because that's what it is, you know. And so I, I put it on. I'm listening, just really listening with an open mind, very open mind, trusting my gut, my wisdom, common sense to know if this is what I'm looking for or not. And bingo, you know, about five minutes into that tape, I was like, this is it. Hmm. Now, I couldn't describe it, <laughs> but I was hearing things. Hmm. I, I, and I was hearing things beyond what I could put into any words, but that we, that the past doesn't exist that we live in a world of thought. We, I just heard things. I didn't, there wasn't, principles weren't like articulated in the, in the way they are now, which is very helpful now. But Sidney Banks was talking about consciousness and mind and thought in a, in a what you might say, a pretty organic way, but I knew what he was talking about the mystical link. The truth of where our experience comes from and that it's always now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and from that moment on, I never doubted that what Sidney Banks, this ordinary welder guy, so to speak, uh, had realized and that he was sharing that it was an understanding, the understanding. You could say that the, the sometimes these days is called a single paradigm. It's the one truth that explains human experience on a personal level and a more universal level. Mm. That we're all in that together. We're living from the inside out. So that began my journey with the, this understanding, these three principles. And, uh, and I, I did complete my doctorate and I did do it on, it was ended up being a retro, retrospective study uh, where the principles were being used as the base of therapy. And uh, so this, not knowing, knowing, not knowing, knowing, it's it's really, you could call it the dance of life in a way. It's like where there's always this uh, realm of where everything comes from, so to speak. Mm. The formless, we could call it pre-existing intelligence, or you could call it God, we could call it divine mind. and and the unfolding of life experience moment to moment via the gift of thought and consciousness, which comes via mind. Mm -hmm. So moment to moment, that's what we're, we're in is the unfolding of life, but it's unfolding from within us and our experience of it is through our mind and thought with this incredible gift and power of thought and consciousness. That's so beautifully put, Rita. So I'm curious about something. I'm curious about um, 
I mean, it sounds to me that you were already okay with the unknown. I had a certain comfort, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, you know, I think that, you know, being intellectual also, you know, and it's the um, comfort in the unknown gets contaminated by, well, I should know. Right. I, I need to look like I know at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I need to carry this off somehow. <laughs> whatever it may be, whatever it may be. But that the comfort in the unknown for me has just gotten deeper and deeper. And, and one at one point, not that long ago, a few, two, three, four years ago, really, I was listening to one of Sidney Banks talks uh, that's on cassette tapes or on videos or CDs or whatever. Uh, and I happened to be driving actually I was in the car. So I had this, uh, CD in my car going and I was just listening and driving and and all of a sudden I hear something now I've listened to this tape and this is this again is is the the unknown is past present and future all together mm. right and so I'd heard this tape many times Right? And this is the thing about hearing something that's true beyond our intellect, I believe, is that we're, the potential for new insight is right there, right there, every moment, right? And so I, you know, I'm listening, and I hear beyond his words. He says something to the effect the unknown is spiritual. Hmm. And that just really hit me like, why would we be afraid of the unknown? Hmm. Why would we uh, think we need to control the unknown? Why would we think we need to uh, figure out something we can't figure out? That's common sense. If we don't know, and, you know, if, and me too, if I, you know, I'm trying to figure something out and it could be a project I'm working on. It could be a decision I need to make. It could, you know, you could list anything in our life, the issues, the things we deal with. Okay. Our work, our whatever, our kids. Right. But when I, I began to realize that. I could let go a little sooner. <laughs> right? It started to make the common sense of, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out maybe I'm, uh, I ran this big fundraising project for a few years and, and I, you know, had a group of people that I facilitated and led in doing it. And, and we come to, you know, crunch in the road where we were didn't know what to do next and it can be very practical very simple things but there's now people are starting to get stressed i'm starting to get stressed because it's not clear this next step and then in me that that feeling of stress gets my attention now 
you know, because I have some insight that it a hundred percent has to be related to my own thinking. If I'm stressed, not what I'm thinking about, which definitely needs some answers or attention, but I don't know what that is. I don't have clarity. And when I realize that's really, I'm getting stressed because I'm, I'm like, pardon my language here, but I often say this to clients, you know, it's like pissing in the wind. I'm, I'm just, (laughs) I'm getting backwash or whatever you want to call it from my own thought because my intellect is trying to, it's saying, well, you can figure this out. It can't be that hard. And you need to get, there's a deadline. You need to get this done. But there's a lot, all these reasons to try to, to put pressure on or make something important and urgent. All coming from our own mind, really. Right. And what I began to, to really see, especially, I and mean, it was always kind of part of me, I think, that, okay, I don't know, so let me step back. But it became more profound for me. A little quicker to catch that, oh, I just don't know yet. Oh, okay, well. And and people that were in my steering committees, right, they began to trust that. You know, that when I would say, I don't have a feel for it yet. I think we're close or whatever I say, right? But I don't think, I don't have a feel for it yet. I don't think we have clarity, but we will. We will. And I, I know that. I just don't know exactly the moment it will come. Right? But it's, there's perfect timing. To me, again, timing to me is spiritual. And so our timing <laughs> Human timing versus divine timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. very similar. Yeah. <laughs> so that, um, to me, it's common sense. Either I know or I don't know. And here's an example now. And in my life is, you know, my husband died a year ago, suddenly, totally out of the blue. We were together for 40 years. You know, that's a test <laughs> right there. Oh, I know. And it, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And really, you know, and it was the understanding of, of the principles of the truth of my own experience and of his, of him having his insights that uh, made our relationship, you might say, work because we're very different people. Mm. Right. We had our own interests, our own kind of things we did. So, but we really enjoyed each other's company. Mm. Right. And so we were best friends and daily companions. And, but we had ups and downs, you know, as we worked through our differences and uh, began to understand each other better in a more insightful way. Mm. And, uh, so here I am, you know, you know, we're in the middle of planning because he, he was an adventurer, you know, loved life, enjoyed life. So we were always 
you know, he was always coming up with the next uh, adventure for us, which our next adventure was planning a trip to New Zealand. So that was kind of the next phase for us. Well, boom, everything's gone in, in that way. Everything's uh, different and everything's the same. I'm in my home. I have the same friends. Uh, but what I had to see and, and, and continue to see is how powerful it is to rest in the unknown. Hmm. Because, you know, I got, there were a lot of people who told me what, you know, and again, innocently trying to help me through this, right? What I should feel, what I should do or not do. Um, there's a lot of theories about loss, right? And, uh, I would hear it, but then it was like it didn't fit for me, typically, because I didn't know. I didn't know how I was going to feel from moment to moment. (laughs) And I wasn't afraid of it. I knew my feelings couldn't hurt me, and I knew they were coming via my own thought in the moment. And so having this situation happen, right? I knew that my husband's death didn't have the power to determine how I would feel. All right. And and that's a that in and of itself is a gift, right? Mm-hmm. Now some days it looked that way to me. Right? Some days I'd be very sad, deeply sad. You know, and miss my husband, right? And then it could be in the next moment or later in the day, I, I might be remembering some funny thing and laughing and, and, and what a joker he was and what a, you know, how grateful mm. I am to have had him in my life, right? And to realize even more what I... I learned through his life experience, sharing that, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's the, uh, I would, when I would think I should be uh, knowing more about what I'm going to do, people say, you're going to stay in Hawaii, you're going to sell your house, or you're going to, you know, people would be asking me questions, right? <laughs> uh, I bet I know what you said to them. <laughs> and I said, I don't know. Because <laughs> I didn't, right? And But then I'd have those moments, not about the living in Hawaii, or but what am I going to do with my work? What do I, you know, what am I, yeah, am I going to fix up the things that need to be fixed in the house? Uh, you know, I would reflect on some of these things and I would come to, I don't know. I don't know. I love this Rita, because what comes to mind is if you, I don't know, like what came to mind when you were talking was like uh, an image of a woman who mm-hmm. was crying. I just don't know. I don't know what to do with myself. I just don't know. I don't know. Right. Like it, it seems yeah. 
that somehow the I don't know is such a, mm-hmm. first of all, disappointment to other people. Like, it what can you- be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you don't have that figured out. Right. Like, it's a real disappointment. It's like, what, what do you mean you don't know? Like, sorry to disappoint you, but I just don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. But secondly, like this idea that something somehow the I don't know is something to be upset about, like mm-hmm. that, that we need to fear not knowing. And I, what I really just so beautifully succinct in what you said triggered something in me, which what I heard was it's spiritual and that's where we come from. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, then we can rest in the relief that actually we do much better there anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you will like, here, here's a, you know, very early on after my husband died, you know, I found myself in my bedroom. I was really feeling down and, 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 uh, and I thought, Oh, I could just isolate here. I could just stay here and, never reach out to anybody or be open to anything. I mean, I was really feeling sorry for myself, basically. <laughs> and understandably so. So I'm not, you know, sure. and so I'm, I'm kind of, you know, just, uh, and then this is me. I think, oh, I think I'd like to go over to Whole Foods and get a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm out of the bed. <laughs> I'm putting on my clothes and I'm going out to get a cup of tea. Now, that's what my common sense had said at that moment. Just go have a nice cup of tea. Now, never mind, again, early on, I walk into Whole Foods, which we love to go in and just do people watching, go get our tea or whatever and watch people. You know, that was our fav- one of our favorite things to do, right? <laughs> And uh, so, you know, tears start flowing. I walk in the door, tears start flowing, right? It's like, oh, kind of hits me again. And then I'm walking around doing whatever I'm doing. I don't care, Mm -hmm. right? And then pretty soon that passes again, which is, it's our thoughts passing that we experience because (laughs) the power of thought gives us the experience. Because Rita, you know, what, what what comes to mind is that you could have gone into this whole, well, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I know about the principles. I've been involved in this. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Why am I feeling this way? I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should know better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't, well, maybe from time to time, I'm trying to, yeah, I don't remember exactly, but the principles, <clears throat> um, well, there's those moments, you know, of, uh, how do I look now? Do I look like I've got it together now? (laughs) And then fortunately, most of my friends will say, you don't need to right now, you know, just let it be. And that would be, oh yeah, that's right. I don't really have it together right now. (laughs) I do walk my dog. I take care of, you know, I take care of what I need to take care of. But there's because the unknown is spiritual and there's um, um, we're always being taken care of whether we realize it or not. Right. And, 
And again, here's a, just a real simple little example of that. About three months or so after my husband's death, I, a friend had given me a, a ticket to come and visit her and her partner to just kind of get away and, and be, be with friends. And so the time was, was coming for that. And, uh, I had this bag, you know, I would look at the mail again, even though we're in the unknown, common sense for just taking care of ourselves and our life is going to come to our mind by a thought, right? So I'm pulling out the things, so security, different things I recognize that I need to take care of in a little more timely fashion, you know, after death. And, but I, I've got this bag with all this other mail that I just couldn't deal with, right? So it would go in the bag. It'd been going in the bag. So one night I thought, okay, I'm going to watch one of my recorded, pre-recorded shows. And I'm going to put this bag over here. And I'm going to start sorting. Right. Well, I just randomly reached into the bag, somewhere into the middle of it. I, I, I see this kind of yellow card, it looks like. And I... um think, oh, well, that's, I'm just going to, something I could just throw away. Seemed like a real, ah, just toss it. Well, I pick it up. I look at it and it goes, holy shit. You know, I'm, my license is about to expire. My driver's license is about to expire. I need it for, to fly. Right. Number one. And if I drive a car, if I rent a car, I have to have that when I, now all of a sudden, this is like, I've got to get this taken care of the next day. The next day. <laughs> Which means I've got to stand in line. I've got to do all the things involved with that. But it's like random. I picked that out the night before. Mm. Oh, geez, this is this has got to be taken care of tomorrow. Sometimes know. it's it's like that. Sometimes <laughs> it's like that, you know. Um most recently. You know, I started kind of now I'm like, okay, where, where is it? I, what do I want? <laughs> I'm finding myself mm. on my own. Mm. And that's, you know, it's my deeper, that true self. Mm. And what that means in my life going forward, it's, I, there are a lot of unknowns, right? But one day, again, just how this, it works in us when we're ready, in a, in a sense, it occurs to me, well, what do I want? And uh, I thought, well, I'd like to be in a small community, you know, near people I like. (laughs) If at all possible, right? I do tend to like people, but anyway. And um, so then I thought of this small community outside Portland, Oregon, where I grew up as Portland, Oregon, and I had visited that. And I thought, oh, I like that. And I had thought about moving there after my husband died. I thought, that could be fun. And there was a project I might work on there. And so I, I, I'm on a walk, and this is what comes to me. So then I get back, and I look up rentals in that community just 
Nothing strikes me. And again, I'm, I'm looking for kind of that moment of there's something here for me, right? Mm. There's something here for me. Well, I kind of look at different listings and nothing strikes me. Now, I'm telling this story this way because it's like unfolding. Okay, so nothing strikes me. Okay, okay. And then it occurs to me that Kailua, where I live in Hawaii, is a small community. And it's really a lovely community. <laughs> I, you know how this, you know, it's kind of like hello, a little light bulb happens here. And I'm like, oh, oh, I really love this community. Hmm. Now, my husband was always one foot out the door. He loved to travel. He loved new adventures. It was always, well, are we going to keep the house? We're going to sell the house. We're going to rent the house. You know, where are we going next? <laughs> so there were always this, these things going on in conversations, right? And, uh, but now here I am just on my own. And, uh, and I think, oh, well, I really like this community. Okay. All right. Well, then the big one comes. Well, I think I want to fix the house up. Whether I keep it, sell it, whatever I do. Now, I kind of reflected on that a few months prior to that. And the idea of fixing up the house just seemed overwhelming at the time. It was like, oh, someone else can come in here who would fall in. It's a lovely home and everything, right? But it it's old and it hasn't been ex- very well maintained <laughs> in some ways, right? So what seemed overwhelming all of a sudden seems clear. Oh, that's what I want to do. Okay. I don't know what it means going forward, but I know that's what I want to do. And I also know the person that I want to come be in the house. And because he and his wife have been here many times, he owns many properties. He's, fixes stuff all the time. I want him to help, you know, we're going to walk through and assess, you know, what needs to be done to the house to just bring it up to speed, you know. And uh, and again, miraculously, the week that I was in Manhattan Beach, that's when he and his wife could come. It was the only time that they could come. <laughs> <laughs> for the next few months. Oh my wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, we talk and 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 I tell him what I want and and he's he's already on top of it, right? He's already okay and and you know, we make our list, and we set some priorities and and when I get back, we've got some a plan kind of, you know, next steps. Now, all of this happens very quickly once you get clarity. And amazing, you know, it's kind of like the parting of the Red Sea in a way. It's kind of like things start to show up, people show up, and and you get your own, again, what I call common sense, practicality. That was a very practical clarity. Get the house in shape. You don't have to figure out if you're going to sell it or not. Just for your own, you know, it's so interesting, Rita. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
because I think you and I live parallel parallel lives on some on some level. Um, yeah, I my partner who I manif- well we we met about two well about a year and a half ago, and um, he built his own home back in Uruguay. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So he's just been amazed because I bought this property mm-hmm. um, in Spain about two years ago now or two and a half years ago. Anyway, so um, we moved to this area of Spain um, unbeknownst to me when we chose to move there. I'd been there before. I'd totally forgotten though. I had no, I didn't Mm -hmm. remember. Yeah. And then a few days before we went to have a look at the area, I suddenly remembered, oh, I've been there before. Oh, I remember really liking it. Oh, I remember thinking to myself, I'd love to come here and live again. <laughs> just, yeah. Anyway, so this house, it just so happens that my partner understands about houses and he understands mm-hmm. how to fix them and he understands how to paint them and he understands how mm-hmm. to look after them. Yeah. And right now we're going through, We he's... I've got some really nasty rising dam happening in the house. And he's like, don't worry mm. about it. I know exactly what we need to do. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just being totally taken care of. Mm-hmm. Like how, <laughs> how convenient. Yeah. yeah. Really understands yeah. how to look after a property. I have no idea how that's done. Yeah. And so like we bring, both bring, you know, our, our value to the table and yet, the value that he brings is is this knowledge, deep knowledge of of foundations, mm-hmm. buildings, and yeah, something that I have no grounding in whatsoever. I'm like, how do you even paint the door? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just funny how you were talking about the house, but it could be anything, right? Could be anything. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that occurred to me with regards to the unknown is that's why newness happens. It's like. You have to yes. go there if you want to create something new. Yeah. And that's what we, every human being has, you know, those moments or those areas, like people who like to uh, decorate their, you know, do interior, you know, like they have certain ideas for how they want their home to look inside. Right. But it starts with that, what you're saying, that kind of not knowing but knowing you're going to get ideas, which mm-hmm. is that new creativity is that place from, it's like the door from not knowing to knowing. We don't know, we know. And there'll be, for most people, some area that that seems easy for them, that they're they're comfortable. Oh, I don't know what kind of... Uh, what school I want my to take my child to, but I know, you know, that I will, you know, I'm going to check this. I'm going to look at that, but I know at some point something's going to click for me for what to do, who to contact, you know, and, uh, and it, it is very practical as well as profound, but it's, it, it is uh, common sense <clears throat> to me. I've always relied on my common sense, really trusted it. Now, I, you know, like this uh, yesterday, early in the morning, I'm thinking, oh, I haven't heard from that guy that 
gave us a proposal for the roof and, you know, you know, and should I be doing something? So now I'm kind of, you know, stressing out a little bit and thinking, geez, maybe he's, you know, because I really thought he, I, I liked the feeling I got with him and his proposal is a little high, but, you know, you know, going through all the things, you know, the things we often will think about and then realizing again, well, I just don't know, but it occurs to me that I could do this or that, you know, contact and see what's up, you know, I mean, simple steps may occur, but I don't know how it will unfold. Will this be the roofer? Will this lead to a different roofer? Will this lead to a handy person? Will this, you know, they're the, the, you might say the, um, bringing the, um, I'm going to get my house in shape into life. That clarity leads to an unfolding process, you might say. And, uh, and that's from day to day. I can, well, geez, this is, I can kind of get a little, oh, this, oh, that's right. Well, I, I just don't know. Is there anything I can see or know to do? <laughs> yes, no. And I act on it or, or I just leave it. I love that because what it suggests to me is, is that it's almost like when you just say, I just don't know and you're okay with, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, gives this, mm-hmm. it, it gives this sort of permission to just, it opens up something like it. it yes. Like, because when we're in that, I, I've got to sort it out or I've got to find out or I've got to know mm-hmm. it. Or this is going to be hard. You know, sometimes it's, I don't think I can, you know, like I got a request for uh, a patient's records. And being a psychologist, I, you know, have files. I no longer keep those files because I no longer take insurance. I just coach and counselor and mentor and do webinars or whatever based on fees. And uh, anyhow, so I get this request for records. Now, to me, it's a pain in the ass, (laughs) you know, and you know, how many years they want it. And so when I first get it, I, I can't deal with it because I'm in the midst of this assessing stuff in the house. Okay, well, then I'll come back to that when I can give it a little more. I'll pull out the file, take a look. Now, I'm still kind of, oh, I don't want to do this. I certainly don't want to, you know, have uh, copy all these notes and, and, uh, thinking that's what they're asking. And again, I think some, you know, for me, I jumped to a conclusion. So when a couple of days ago, I think, well, let me take a look at the re- request now that my friends are gone. I have some space here. Right. And uh, they don't want my notes. I think, Oh, thank God. I don't ever like to give that up. Cause that's, that's the ongoing conversation I'm having with people right and uh so but then what do they want because any other records i don't have any other records that's what i'm keeping and so you know i i actually this morning make the contact you know tried to get through yesterday no return no nothing okay oh okay just leave it be then then this morning 
you know, I call and fortunately someone did pick up and, uh, and it's a very simple thing that they need. Very simple. I mean, it'll, it'll take me a little time, but it, yeah. it, it's still simple. <laughs> it's funny, you know, like I hear once again is that we don't need to even know what the kind of bigger outcome is. It's almost yeah. like we just, it seems to me that so simple in the sense that we don't even need to think about it. Uh-huh. Um, we can yeah, because what I was thinking about in regard to that was this is going to be a pain in the ass. It's going to, I, my copy, you know, scanner isn't working on my printer right now. I'm going to have to go. I mean, how we go, you know, I'm going to have to go over to Kinko's or someplace and copy these things. And I'm kind of like getting all stressed out really. And then it occurs to me, well, let me read this request a little closer. And then it's like, Oh, You don't need any of that anyway. I was going through all of that, putting myself through all of that. And, you know, and I I realize this (laughs) may seem like a a fluff kind of thing, but it's, it's just a, it's how it is to anything that is on our plate or needing to be addressed in our life in some way that uh, when we, aren't clear or we don't know there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing to fear about that Mm. it's just where we're at Mm. in the moment right now and and often it is i have found for myself is when i realize oh i just don't know well then that thinking People say it falls off our mind that trying to figure it out or I'm beating myself up. I'm real good at beating myself up. You, know? <laughs> right? you and every other human being I've ever met. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> you know, I'm beating myself up or I should have done this or what, how come I didn't do that? Or, oh, did I say that right? Or I didn't do that right? Or, and then it occurs to me, I'm doing all this mental, uh, jogging (laughs) yeah masturbation is a good word right (laughs) and uh and the truth the simple truth of it common sense of it is i just don't have clarity here i don't i don't know oh then it occurs to me well read this request a little closer i read the request it's like i went through all put myself through all of that (laughs) for nothing nothing ah but no it wasn't for nothing because here we are talking about this very it's a good story story, that could actually really help someone um in understanding that it's okay not to know and Mm -hmm. the less we actually think about it or attempt to make like attempt to figure it out which we can't anyway Mm -hmm. with our little minds the more likely is we'll have clarity much quicker um yeah and the other thing that comes to mind is we don't need to have the outcome. We can only do what's right in front of us and the next step. A bit like yeah. when we learned to walk or, you know, we didn't know how to walk at one point, but we did know that it might make sense to kind of roll on our tummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of made sense to um, maybe pick ourselves up 
by using this or, you know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily the out, you know, not very clear. They made like the clarity of like, I'm going to walk now. Yeah. Like, not even knowing what that not is. Not even knowing really. what that is. Right. Because yeah. Yeah. we didn't. We didn't. It's yeah. not like we went out and go, right, now we need to learn to walk. This is how I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. As opposed to going, oh, I can actually, oh, if I do this, this happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so fun to watch that process, isn't it? Yeah. As a parent or an auntie or whatever, right? Just to, to, to see this intelligence i i often you know when you look in the eyes of an infant you see an intelligence looking out that's this i would call it our soul consciousness that's that divine intelligence mm-hmm. and uh and you see it you know it's like infants are as they can begin to see more clearly are just taking it in right and coming out <laughs> of themselves more and more and more. And uh, I just got a, a video of, uh, I have three great grandchildren at this point. Wow. Beautiful. One just born recently. And, uh, and one that's uh, just turning, has just turned one year old or about to turn one year old. And uh, no, he just turned one. That's right. The, born on February 14th, Valentine's Day. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Which for me is good because I'm really bad with dates. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so anyhow, you know, I just got this video yesterday and, and he's really uh, starting to, you know, walk and, you know, I get the pictures of some of his really, you know, it's like he's walking, he's walking, he's walking, he's walking. Okay, he sits down, he's walking away. <laughs> You know, just this organic process, you know. So I said, well, okay, time to lock up the cabinets because he's going now. <laughs> he's going to be into everything. We used to call it suicide watch. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally just, oh, Leo's just fallen off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, what I hear in organic process is what I actually hear in how we experience life and and these new this newness of it, of it again and again and again because the whole thing it seems to me the more i look in this direction is an organic process it's not something yeah. that um we've done already or because every every little experience has its nuances right so we can always see it differently and we can always see something new in it so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rita um I just absolutely love today's conversation. Um, yeah, me too. And I'm really glad that we talked about this because I know there are a lot of mums, you know, just one, one came to mm-hmm. who I work with who she spends a lot of time overthinking that, you know, I've mm-hmm. got to make a decision. I've got to make a decision. I've got to make a decision. And what I really heard today, for those of you mums that feel that way is that you don't actually. <laughs> How can you if you don't know? If you don't know, right? Yeah. Because if you don't know, you're not meant to. How? Like, yeah, totally. Like, if you don't know how you. Yeah. And and there's something to you know what one of the things Sid Sydney Banks said a long long time ago that I just see deeper and deeper is that we've been focused on what's already been created, and that includes 
everything we've experienced ourselves, but all the theories that we're hearing about parenting or about death or, or whatever, you have a lot of that information, right? And, uh, and we're being told we need to know or do or be prepared. And what, what Sydney Banks basically said, we've been focusing on what's already been created, this world physical plane we're on, the form we're in. And, but what we really need to do is look at what's creating. And that's what the principles point us to. Mm. What's creating? And what does that mean? Just what you're saying. Every moment is a second chance. We get clarity. We get clarity. And when we don't have clarity, we get clarity <laughs> when it's time. And not any and can, sooner. Not any sooner. No. <laughs> no, we can we can try to put the square peg in the round hole or whatever that is. And we've all do I do that every we do it until yeah, until it's that moment of, oh, this isn't working. <laughs> hmm. So I, you could just so relax and just relax into not knowing because yeah. you will know at some point. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. And it's lovely. It's every time I'm like, oh, okay, I just don't know yet. Oh, really? it is, it is. And, and there's... Something about that letting go of trying to figure it out. In the next moment, we might know. I don't know. It's all this mental uh, effort is is a world of thought that's distracting us in a way from, from a actually, move. yeah, from actually hearing it. Or that's right. That's right. <laughs> Sticking yeah. us further away from where we actually want to go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Finding our wisdom, our common sense, Mm -hmm. our clarity. It's there for us. And it's an infinite resource of that for us. Oh, Rita, thank you so much. I'm going to sleep so well tonight. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Everybody else that listened to this will too, too. You don't need to figure it out. You can just live your life. And if you don't know the answer yet, it's because you're not supposed to know. And you will know at some point because... That's just how clarity shows up. It just shows up. Yeah. No. It's common sense. You're going to get for yourself, yeah, for your family, for whatever. Beautiful. So if someone wants to connect with you, they're really connected mm-hmm. with the conversation. How can they yeah. Probably the best, um, my email, I think it's probably the quickest route. Uh, and that's RJ Shuford. No C in the Schubert <laughs> at gmail.com. Wonderful. Well, I'll make sure to put that in notes. So if anybody does want to connect with you to talk yeah. about the unknown. Um, <laughs> well, how do I, I love to have that conversation. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Or how they're having a bad time in the unknown and the uncertainty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Readers, I, I know. Very grounded in this area of life. And, <laughs> yeah. um, so beautifully put and expressed. So thank you. It's been such an honor to have you on the show here today. Oh, it's been a total pleasure. And so nice to randomly meet you at the I conference. know. Wasn't that? Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, yeah, it. Yeah, that's a not I did not know Rita about two weeks ago. Yeah, and I did not know Marina. You know? <laughs> 
and now we're known to each other see (laughs) in a deeper way in a deeper way much deeper and there we have it another amazing episode of the joy of being if you enjoyed this podcast you may well enjoy the book as well you can either download a free chapter www.marinapearson.com slash chapter where i go into much more depth into how we can create more time and space as mom and if that doesn't fly and you're more curious about getting the entire book then you can do that too at www.marinapearson.com slash book until the next time remember you are the joy you seek you